Hello and welcome to Not So Peter Priesthood. This is my second mini-sode. Um, this email was actually my very first email that I received from a listener. Um, and they choose to remain anonymous. Um, so I will keep their name out of it. Um, but I will go ahead and start reading. I've started writing this email tons of times and always end up deleting it. Please feel free to share my email, but not my name or maybe where I grew up. I wanted to write and let you know how to keep up. I wanted to write and let you know to keep up the good work. People need to hear about the awful parts of Mormonism. The gaslighting from the Mormon Church sets young people up to be in abusive relationships and feel like they cannot take to the, talk to their families about it. It's a lifetime of awful progr- programming into your brain from the day you were born into the covenant. My exit from Mormonism has been an almost lifelong journey. I grew up in Utah. Uh, in a super small town where almost everyone is Mormon. When I was 14, I remember having to confess to my bishop about a sexual sin. I remember him asking if the boy had talked to his bishop. He knew I had broken up with my boyfriend at the the time and still advised me to talk to him about repenting. The bishop wanted details, and I wasn't willing to give them, so his new goal was to get them from my ex-boyfriend. At the next interview for my temple recommend, he asked if I had stayed morally clean then said it might be easier to do so if I dressed more modestly. I was 14. I wore dresses bought for me from my mom and dad. The dress the bishop noted my father had bought me for Easter. I couldn't understand how my dad could think it was beautiful, and the bishop was implying that wearing that dress made me morally unclean. This was a heavy weight on my quote-unquote shelf. Um, Just a side note, my sister is 14, and I can't even imagine a grown-ass man talking to my sister this way and telling her to wear different things. A man that is uh, not related and that is not, um, that just has, like, positional authority over her just by some weird, you know, by religious means, you know? he He's basically just the you know, your neighbor down the street. Um, I have talked about before where my sister will get um, stuff from my parents and from my other sister about wearing short shorts around the house or, you know, in front of my nephews. It, do- it just doesn't make sense. Like, the, and it's, it's also putting the blame on, uh, on her that any thought that a man might have or a boy might have about her is her fault. Anyway, I will go on. Fast forward to freshman year in seminary where my super sexist teacher allowed the priesthood holders to sit where they wanted and refused to allow me and my friend to sit by each other. I refused to move and got kicked out of his class. My mom got called and I was never put in his class again. My sophomore year, I remember my teacher talking about how women who don't get married and have kids cannot go to the highest kingdom unless a man decides to marry her in the afterlife. This didn't add up in my head. I have two amazing aunts who are unmarried and are honestly the kindest humans I know. How could the asshat teacher on the other side of the accordion door go to the celestial kingdom and my aunts couldn't? 
I refused to attend seminary graduation my senior year because the sexist jerk had become the principal and I would not be around him. Fast forward to me being 20 and I unmarried. I was cutting a high school friend's mom's hair. She looked at me and said, I think you and my daughter are the only two girls from your class that aren't married yet. Her daughter had gone on her mission to avoid the shame of being unmarried. I felt so awful that day. Why wasn't I married? I felt like because I wasn't married, I was damaged goods. This conversation and others made me push my marriage on push marriage on my relationship that was super unhealthy. We planned the wedding in three weeks, and it was awful. That's a story for a different day. Two years into my marriage, my parents were paying for therapy for me. I was in a super dark place, and things were only getting worse. One day, my therapist recommended that I'd see a different therapist. I trusted him and went to meet the other therapist. About halfway into our session, she looked at me and said, So why do you think you want to stay in, a, in an abusive relationship? I remember being dumbfounded. I was too strong to be in an abusive marriage. I, w I want someone to let... I wouldn't... Hmm. I didn't know what to say and eventually stood up and walked out after saying I wasn't. The therapist will forever hold a place in my heart. The Mormon therapist my parents had hired that realized he couldn't help me and sent me to someone who could. So, uh, just a quick thoughts about that. Um, it's really toxic how the church, um, especially for young women, they put this into your head that marriage is your only goal in life and that uh, it should come before your career it should become before any goals that you have. My older sister traveled to Europe um, before she, and she was like so much fun. She was vibrant. She was full of life. She was had career goals in her mind, um, and she was just doing all these things. And she, um, she always felt like I don't know. She and she was like twenty when she got married um, I, was, I want to say like still super young but she still felt like she was old when she got married um, and so I just it's weird to me to think about these basically children pushing anything aside like lives pushing their lives aside to get married and have kids when they're still just babies and they don't know what life is like yet. They don't know anything outside of that. Um, most of them stay in Utah and Idaho and continue this perpetual cycle of um, staying in the church and just working and having babies and, you know, just going to church and it's just, it's like, I don't even know, like, how do you, I always thought especially as a gay man like it's just like that's not a life i want you know and it's just like yeah i want to have a partner and i want to um settle down but like i have a lot of other things i want to do beforehand so the fact that like you're 20 you were 20 and um you started you were feeling guilty for being unmarried is just very telling about how much a stronghold this the church has on women. Right.
I'll continue. When I finally got divorced, I knew I was better off alone and an outcast from my family than spending one more day afraid. I went into therapy for anxiety after my divorce and worked with an amazing ex-Mormon that could relate to lots of my stories and helped me find myself. Therapy is amazing, they say in all caps. Fast forward again to the first time my now fiancé met my family for a Mormon Thanksgiving. After we left my parents' house, he asked me how many wives Joe had. I said one, very defensively. He giggled and asked me to research it. This started my journey down the never-ending rabbit hole that is ex-Mormonism. I listened to tons of podcasts, some that were very negative. I learned I could be ex-Mormon, but still upbeat and kind. I found the Not So Molly Mormon podcast and never finished an episode angry and loved listening to it. Shout out to Not So Molly Mormon! When you started yours, I listened. I wanted to listen to see how it could be. How it would be. Your first episode reminded me so much of the Not So Molly Mormon podcast. While listening to your podcast, I had a moment of clarity. I was raped by my ex-husband. I had never framed that part of my past in those terms, because he never held me down or forced me to do anything. But he always said, if you loved me, you would... Uh, in parentheticals, uh, talking about this is super uncomfy for me, so that's why I'm ending it. Um, I'm now a, mo a mom to an amazingly strong, tiny human who was born at 27 weeks, weighing 1 pound, 15 ounce. This. The Mormons in my life call him a miracle, yet also sustain men who call him bitter fruit. I am engaged to an amazingly kind and understanding human who I want to marry. I love that my life is now mine, and I no longer look at it through Mormon lenses of guilt and shame. I removed my records from the church after they did hateful things to people I love, and will never regret my choice. And this final line is amazing. Um, to the Mormon church, I say fuck you. Please go pound sand till you're... Till your dick falls off. Okay, maybe I'm a bit bitter. And that's where they ended the email. Um, not only was that the most epic first email ever, um, they also, <laughs> the subject of it was not hate mail, and I love that. Um, so, thank you so much for your vulnerability and for sharing your story, and um, I hope that. Um, it will help others and also um, help you hearing it. And um, congratulations on leaving the church and finding yourself. And for and I'm so happy that you have have a partner that loves you and that you are raising a beautiful little human. Um, and you're doing life on your own terms. All right, that's it for me. I will definitely have a new episode for you on Wednesday. Uh, so have that in your little uh, calendars. I'll talk to you later. Bye.